hoaxes, and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. Well, good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. How are you doing this great morning, Mayor? I'm doing great. Doing fine. We um, once again had quite a week. And the one I think that uh, got me the most is the one we're going to talk about today. I do not understand how, how after the Biden administration seemed to be reluctant to take on any kind of military action in Afghanistan and uh, left there in the middle of the night. They closed down Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night without telling anyone, ran away, took all the troops out, left the civilians behind, and we have left behind still many Americans and people who helped America to their fate of being determined by uh, terrorists. Now, we refuse to confront China. We refuse to confront Russia. We give them a we give them a, actually a, a, an ability to deliver more energy to Europe. And we have 11 million jobs open, yet nobody wants to take those jobs because of the welfare packages. Uh, and we're, we're, we're giving away uh, more money than we've ever given away in the history of our country. He, he finally found a battle he wants to fight. Um, yeah, big battle. And he's got a general in charge of it. He's got General Garland in charge of going after the mothers of America. And the fathers. Who are concerned, and the fathers, but, you know, ones more vocal seem to be the mothers. But he's going after both, uh, largely because they've gotten angry because they're trying to mess with the sexuality of their children and gender of their children. They uh, start teaching them from the time they can think that America is a racist nation. Well, now, they're teaching them what the president believes. The president believes we are all racist. Says it all the time. We're, we're uh, systemically racist. And all of a sudden, Garland wakes up. He's uh, presiding over record increases in murder and shootings in the United States. Uh, so far, I understand why he doesn't do anything about it. He's looking for uh, he's looking for white supremacists. He's, he's looking it. for parents. <laughs> no, no. Well, originally, he was looking yeah. for white supremacists. He yeah. couldn't, couldn't find any. Well, he, his FBI did. Didn't they infiltrate it and try to convince them to kidnap? Then they helped create the problems on January 6th. Yeah. And uh, they tried to make January 6th into an armed revolution. It turned out nobody shot, a, shot anything but a cop who killed an innocent woman who hasn't been investigated and was let uh, uh, go free by the FBI that pretty much only prosecutes people that like Trump. Yeah. So now, uh, yeah, that's about it. So they, they assume that these parents like Trump. You know what they're teaching? They're teaching something, all right? They're teaching us how to distrust our government. They're teaching us how corrupt they are, that they're using the sacred Department of Justice to go after mothers, mothers and fathers. Who are, trying to protect, who are trying to protect their children from some of the most dastardly, horrible things that you could possibly teach them, that America was, was born racist and is inherent. We're all racist. We're all walking around racist. Even if we think we're not racist, we are. That's what they are teaching. They say they're not teaching uh, critical race theory. Then you go into a school, like I think it was the Garden City School. Yeah. It's all over the damn curriculum. Oh, my God. This is a, a huge yeah. document. One of our listeners sent me, and an ex-agent who is retired, very doesn't even have kids in the school system, What was so concerned. He went for Freedom of Information Act, 
in what's been being taught to students in New Jersey is actually. Oh, I thought, oh yes, that was in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's in filth. Really, a, a lot of filth. And then the lieutenant governor from North Carolina came under some scrutiny because he said eh, the LB. I, and I don't know all the letters, I apologize, Q+. plus. He said, what's being taught in the schools is filth, and he's not backing down. And uh, this is my personal opinion. If, as an adult, you're a man, you want to dress like a woman, well, you know, I, 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 you're still a human being to me. But do not confuse these children. They're going through a lot. Their hormones are raging. That should not be allowed in any yeah, school. school is not about any school. A, 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 a a person who appears to be a six-year-old boy or a person who says, do you really think you're a boy? Uh, you know, uh, any teachers asking that should be thrown out of school. Yeah, and through peer pressure, and he may think he has to say. Who knows why these teachers are asking that? Look at all the problems we have of perversion in schools. My God, I had plenty of that when I was the mayor. I had what was called the rubber room, numerous rubber rooms. Yeah, tell us it about that, Rudy. Teachers who had, had committed violations against the children. Some were violent. But some were some of the most perverted sexual acts you could imagine. So slow down. So you got to keep them. You ha- that's what I wanted to get to because of the teachers, well, union. The teachers union. The teachers would not would not allow an expedited uh, review and dismissal of these uh, people charged with these heinous crimes. Uh, so we would, they would sit in that teachers' uh, rubber room. It's called the rubber room. All the miscreants and perverts. Uh, would sit there for two, uh, two years, three years, four years. And the taxpayers would pay all oh, yeah. that time. Well, how about this? I figured out because I changed everything in New York City. Uh, that's my advice to anybody running for office now in New York City. you got to change everything. And everything's wrong. So I said, I'm going to prosecute them. So I went to the DAs. Luckily, the DAs were not Soros elected DAs then. They actually prosecuted crime. They were all my pals because I had been U.S. attorney and worked with them. And I said, let's see if we can put them in prison before we fire them as teachers. So, yeah, I would send them off to prison. I'd have to send their salaries to Sing Sing. Oh, jeez. Okay, at least I didn't have them around, right? I, I didn't, I, and finally, I, I stopped paying their salaries. How about did they ever get prosecuted by the law? Isn't it a yeah, crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank God. I mean, until then, they used to wait until they were handled by the school system. That took four years. The point I want to make to you is, the teachers' union exists to protect the perverted teachers more than they do the, the children. teachers who are excellent. No, they never they, thought of the children during this whole whole pandemic. Children, Let's children, face it: children are, are completely written off. They don't exist in the system. The board of education doesn't give a damn about your kids. You do. The board of education is only concerned with how much money can they can they get from Washington. How can they fudge the figures so they get more money? How many days off do they get? How can they reduce the numbers of hours they work? How can they blame somebody else for all the mistakes that are made? And here's what the teachers' union is guilty of, because it's basically a communist organization. The teachers' union does not represent the excellent teacher. I was willing for eight years to pay the excellent teacher a lot more money than any other teacher. That's right. Should be by merit. They did not want to make any distinction between the teacher that works extra, stays up at night at home preparing their lessons, has taken classes where everybody's failing to everybody's passing, to the teacher that shows up, <laughs> does very little, has had a failing class for 20 straight years. I've got to pay them the same amount of money. Yeah. And then I've got to spend all my money on the, on the perverts and the miscreants who get put in there, and they fight to the death for them. The we good teachers. to the death for the good teachers. 
The good, the good teachers need to break up those unions. There was a time in the 1930s we needed unions. We don't need it. They're actually destructive teachers now. Teachers don't need unions. Teachers have civil service protection. Ronald Reagan made the very, very good point that government workers are not entitled to unions. They all have very ample civil service protections against any kind of real unfairness. And those civil service, in other words, the teachers get it twice over. They get protected by civil service, and then they get protected by a union. And a union is inconsistent with working for the government. If you work for the government, how about this? You can't strike. You can't, as Ronald Reagan taught me, I sat next to him when he did the air traffic controller strike. He said, you cannot strike against the United States of America. Sorry. And in fact, people used to take, I hope they still do. When I, when I became a federal official for the second time in 19, 1981, I signed a document on the last, last line of the documents that I promised not to strike against the United States of America. And when the air traffic controllers went out on strike, everybody in his cabinet didn't know it existed. Everybody. And Ronald Reagan said, I can't fire them. He said to the attorney general, get me that document. Where the, give me the last line of that document. Everybody, what last line? The attorney general sent me back to the Justice Department. I came back. And in the car coming back, I'm looking there at the last line. I said, holy God. He said, this guy's not bright. He's the brightest guy in this cabinet room. Uh. Sitting there, there's a little line that says, I promise not to strike against the United States of America. He walks out to the Rose Garden or whatever they call that thing, and the press is there ready to kill him, destroy him. He stands there, a big smile on his face, and he says, let me read to you what every single one of these people that are now on strike swore. Some of them just a few days ago, some of them 20 years ago. Here's what it says. I solemnly swear to never strike against the United States of America. I never... We will never strike against the United States of America. So, and therefore, since they're striking, I'll give them three days to go back to work. If they don't, I'll fire them, and then I can never trust them again. I'll never take them back, and he never did. Yeah. You know, I did, I've been concerned about the education, public education system for some time. And um, in the last 10 years, I kept putting these things together, my thoughts, how we can make education better and more enriched and more holistic. Because I do see kids graduating from high school. They're staying at home. They don't know how to, you know, do a checkbook. Everybody laughs at me because I still keep a checkbook. But um, a checkbook, they don't know how to save. They think that they can spend and go on credit. So so finances are also taught in school. But if you want to take a look at it, I did a presentation out in Chicago. It's at drmariaryan.com. And I will update it. And I would meet with President Biden and his education secretary to go over this. Because I think if we can turn that our children are our future, right? And everybody keeps saying we weep for our future. If these kids are being so manipulated, so brainwashed, they're going to be have all kinds of mental health issues. They're not going to be productive citizens to bring our country into the 22nd century. I mean, it's really that bad. Well, it is. And it's, uh, you know, all of this reflects itself then on the performance of the children, which is going down and down and down and down. I don't know. I keep getting confused because I see these numbers like they're, you know, they're in the, they're graduating and they're at ninth grade math. Uh, we're 28th in the world in terms of uh, uh, grammar school, you know, K yeah. through 12 education. Yeah. And even our vaunted uh, 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 upper education system is beginning now to fail. Oh, big time. Which, which it's ha- too which, political. Which, which had to happen eventually. 
So America. I, I have to say, though, Catholic schools, at least in my New Hampshire, everywhere, when um, public schools were fighting to keep kids out of school during the pandemic, the pub, the Catholic schools had schools open. There's no mask mandates in the school this year. Like those kids are free to learn, free to to engage in education and they are again getting ahead of the public schools i will just say a little pat on on my back for when my children were young every single one of my children read before they went into first grade because i thought that was my duty as a parent to get them ready well now you have no idea what they're going to read when they get into the first grade they could read about how America was really founded in 1619, <laughs> and that it was founded because it invented slavery, which would mean having to negate uh, the history of slavery going back to the Old Testament, Egypt, and even before that. Rudy, how does that get any credibility when it's... It, it, it's, it's false? Yeah, it's, it's when untrue. it's false. It's stupid history. Uh, they, they grow up uh, being ignorant of history, as they are about math. None of them know geography. No, I know. And when uh, when uh, Waters used to go out on the street and ask him who the president is, they would say, Abraham Lincoln. Who was the first president? Ro- Roosevelt. Um, who who's the um, who who won the Civil War? Uh, Britain. They said. I saw one where yeah, they said uh, Britain. No, uh, no America. <laughs> no, that was the revol- that was a Revolutionary War. What about the Civil War? Oh, uh, Canada. Of course, they're still free. Yeah, Jesse Waters talked about this on his show recently, that people thought that was fake, like they really looked for the dumbest people to ask these questions. But he said, no, we would just ask whoever was passing by. And people do not know their history. Well, when you teach this garbage, this uh, communist-inspired, Marxist-inspired garbage in school, you not only teach them to be prejudicial, racist, biased, and hateful, you also teach them to be stupid. Because this is the time in which they're supposed to learn about the history of this country. This is the time when they're supposed to learn about, about what's the purpose of the first Ten Amendments. Most young people today don't even want a First Amendment. Which is crazy. That, that means it takes away their right of free speech. Except, yeah. you know, they think, oh, no, no, Biden will always be in charge. They don't know how to debate either. Always. Like, they don't no, know how they, to do they, a spirited debate without calling you a name, uh, wanting to go after your employer to have you so fired. I get, lot, I get a lot of comments in the street. And I have to say, I'm not, uh, Maria will tell you this, they're probably four to one nice. But that, oh, more that, than that. But, You're being well, modest. Yeah, when yeah. I, when yeah. I get bad one, I never get an articulate bad one. It's always uh, usually one word. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a, a combination of that word. And my usual response doesn't even bother me, as Maria can tell you, is very articulate. Very, very obviously a product of the New York City school system. Full expanse. I'm sure that's the full expanse of your vocabulary, given where you went to school. We are talking today on uncovering the truth about the Department of Justice weaponizing, weaponizing their agents to go after parents who are concerned about being what's being taught in their children's school system. And I have to tell you, parents aren't, aren't shrinking. This is what they want to do. They want to intimidate you so much you remain exactly silent and compliant. The they try to do to me. The same thing they try. They, they are frustrated with Rudy because same they've thrown everything at Rudy and he keeps coming back. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole idea of, of raiding my house and raiding my law office. Who raids a law office but a... Uh, 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 
a, a dictatorial uh, uh, law enforcement system. I mean, they became the Stasi, oh gosh, a while back before we noticed it. When, when, when uh, Trump used to say, you know, the stormtroopers and the this and that and the other thing, he wasn't so far off, was he? I mean, why do you have to raid Roger Stone's house with guys dressed up like they're uh, attempting to save people in Afghanistan who they didn't save? I mean, why do you have to do that unless, unless you're trying well, to we are gonna instill be- the fear of God and trying to create the sense of a dictatorial nation? Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth. Sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, we are talking about the Department of Justice, the Department of Justice going after parents who have a different point of view than the teachers or the school board of what's being taught to their children. Now, let's think about this. We are having record numbers, a 20-year high of people coming through our southern borders. Last week, I made a public service announcement because kids are trying an oxycodone on Snapchat or other social media. One pill, a half a pill, has killed our children, yet we do nothing. We do nothing about those riots that took place two summers ago where property was destroyed. Over 20 people got killed. We did nothing. But we're going to go after parents? What do you think about this, Rudy? Well, I think that it is really just one part and an important part of what has happened to the Department of Justice. And now I think we can say with uh, a very, very strong degree of certainty this has become a uh, a secret police, a political operation, a arm like uh, the media of the Democratic National Committee. So why is this so unusual? This is the same Department of Justice, the internal uh, uh, people there. It's the same Department of Justice that fixed the case against Hillary Clinton, where uh, Obama told uh, Comey what the result was going to be a year and a half before the result was reached, where Comey read the, uh, wrote the report six, three months before he interviewed her, where he uh, passed on a case that would have been prosecuted by 99% of the prosecutors in the world that had any integrity, and, uh, and then, of course, made the mistake of explaining all the evidence because he can't not try to get both sides to like him, and then became a double-edged sword. It's the same Department of Justice that participated in uh, Russiagate, totally false, that withheld exculpatory evidence of Donald Trump uh, being involved in that Ukrainian thing. They held the hard drive that contained the complete proof. And did anybody get punished? No, I mean, to, to, to withhold evidence to prevent an impeachment, I don't know what that is. I mean, he should be thrown out of the country. His citizenship should be taken away. Gray did that. He's the head of the FBI. So that organization has to be rotting from Christopher the Christopher Ray. Yeah, I mean, he, held, he withheld that evidence. Plus, they're going after these poor teachers. They got, they got Hunter Biden with a, with a, a, a stone-cold purchase of a thirty-eight revolver while he was addicted. Ten-year fel- felony. It's right. Th- you, you don't even have to question him. It's and the right Secret there. Service covered it up, right? That's what and they it say. wasn't even his, his dad wasn't vice yes, president at the time. Out of there, make sure he didn't go to jail like everybody else does. For it's so wrong for violating the law. It's the only. It's the only law that the uh, crazy left really likes. You know, the gun control law, in which they say people who are addicted, people who are criminals, people who are mentally ill shouldn't have guns. Hey guys, he's addicted. 
And if you lie about being addicted, you go to prison. He lied about being addicted. It sits there. It's right, right on the hard drive. It's all in writing. Handwriting analysis has already been done. He could go right from here to jail in two seconds. He could also go right from here to jail for being a danger to his niece, which is completely ignored. He could also go right from here to jail for a $3.3 million wire transfer that went through, that went through Latvia that's all a matter of paper, $800,000 of which went to the president for which he could be impeached and removed from office. All of that is sitting there plus... 30 million from China, and then you might have the answer to why he caves into China all the time. Well, they ignore all that. They, in two and a half years, they've had that evidence sitting in there. You know what? They've done it not a damn thing. And they're not going after thing. mothers. Oops, sorry. They're going after mothers who were worried about their kids getting a lousy education in what turned out to be about the 28th or 29th worst school systems in the world. Well, don't forget to get involved in your school systems. And if you're a parent and you've faced this backlash or you have any information, give us a call at 1-800-848-9222. It's a sad day in America. Everywhere we go, people say, what do we do? What do we do? You know, I've been... to get through the next year and a half yes, before we can throw I tell out. people... How much more damage are you going to do? How much more? You know, we have some good politicians like Rand Paul, who's not taking this BS at all. He, you know, I think I might be a libertarian and I may need to join Rand Paul because he's not afraid of standing up for what is right. Not at all. When conservatives were persecuted and after the Republican National Committee, a bunch of, I don't know who they were. I'm told they were Antifa and BLM attacked little old ladies because they were conservatives, attacked Rand Paul, attacked attacked other people's families, the DOJ did nothing. Now, I know the GOP wrote the DOJ a letter about this new policy to go after parents. What what else can be done to, to curb that policy, Rudy? Anything? We just have to fight against it. I mean, the reality is the Justice Department, when it has prosecutorial authority, can move can do anything the hell they want. That's why they're so powerful. That's why it's always supposed to have been non-political. And uh, that's why, because there's no, uh, there's no check and balance by the media, they have used this politically now for six years. Uh, frame Trump. Let, let her go free. Let Biden get away with 30 years of $30 million worth of bribery. I mean, they have completely... Uh, 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 corrupted the Justice Department. It's operating like an organization would in a socialist dictatorship. It's operating at the whim of the Democrat Party. It goes after minor or no crimes on the part of Republicans to destroy them, to shut them up. Most of what they did to me was to shut me up. Yes, this, this is, what it is the exactly what to this do. This is what they're doing to the mothers. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised that they show up one morning at some poor mother's house with the, with the uh, riot gear on and do a uh, and do a uh, uh, a Roger Stone and rip the poor woman's house apart. Oh my goodness! I Why think- not? It'll scare the hell out of the rest of the mothers. It's got to be. I mean, a lot of them are brave enough to go ahead, but a lot get. To, we know how many how many friends of ours are scared. You just have to how be. Many, how many have they intimidated? I mean, most people are not heroes. No, most you're right. Are good, solid, ordinary people. Well, look at people who said they, they were your trouble. friend. Look at, you know, yeah, I, they I ran. Count them on my, I they ran them, to the hills. I can count them on my hands. I mean, you know, 
Yeah, I can name names and tell you who. Well, I can tell you, parents, if they try to go after you, they could doctor photos. They're going to lie. But be true to yourself. Your family knows who you are. You know who you are. And we will stand by you. Believe me, there's 80 million people in this country who love our country, who love the Constitution. I admire you for fighting for your children. My goodness, if one of my kids was asked at six or seven or eight years old in school, do you know your sex? Uh, I'm not I'd punch out I, the teacher. No, I can't say that. But, <laughs> but my kid wouldn't be in that school anymore. That's right. That's for sure. It's sick. Unless it's that teacher sick, were fired. Sick, sick. You know, and, and, and then we, we just got a new governor in New York. I can't, I can't but mention this. She's a wackadoodle, huh? Uh, you go from already, one bad to already, worse. Already nine of the people she released from Rikers Island have been rearrested for crimes they committed. She's a She's a new crime wave. She's a new crime wave. Yeah. I mean, crime. the crime in New York, I would say, was 70% attributable to Cuomo's bail law. De Blasio's, you know, don't hold them on bail and don't do anything and demoralizing the police. And now we got uh, Hochul, who I don't, I don't even think she knows where Albany is. Yep. Hochul, you know, who rides around the state smiling all the time, never, never says a sensible oh, except- thing at all. Now, she's already, in a short period of time, released nine people who have gone on and victimized her citizens. My, why does she just drop out and go do something else with her life? I don't know what that would be, but it sure as heck isn't being governor where she's got to take care of the lives and safety of other people. The woman is a menace. And she's like a four feet tall, and she's like the Tans- Tasmanian devil. You go from bad to worse here in New York, i got to tell you. That, that terrible trifecta of Cuomo, Hochul, de Blasio, it, it's crazy. One of, the guys she re- one of the guys that she let out got rearrested, committed a crime, goes in and tries to bribe the police. Oh, I, I tried to bribe, try, try, try to, try, Tried to bribe the police officers. Can you believe that? Well, we will be back uh, with you, and we'll go to the Tunnels of Towers Foundation hotline and uh, hear what you've got to say, and we'll cover a couple more subjects like what's going on with the government wanting to steal all your money. And I mean steal all your money. We'll, We'll get back to Mr. Brown. See you in a minute. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I am Dr. Maria, here with Mayor Giuliani, and we are talking about the Department of Justice and how they're going after parents who are concerned about what is being taught in their children's schools. And it seems like Fairfax, Virginia, was like the epicenter of this. All eyes in the nation were, we were learning what's being taught in our kids. County. In yeah, I think and, and, yeah. and I watched those uh look I had I had a town hall meeting every month. I had ninety six of them. And I went to a I went to a public school usually, sometimes a Catholic school, if they let me have it. And I had all the pe- people from the community we we sometimes get up to as many as a hundred and I mean a thousand people. Whatever whatever we could bear. Standing room. And I answered every question they had. And then I turned questions over to my commissioners. I required every one of my commissioners to be there. It really was done to show them we work for the people. I got asked every vicious question you could imagine, and good question. We had people who locked themselves to the, to, to the, um, to the, to, to the uh, seats. We had people that called afterwards and threatened to kill me, to kill my oh. children. 
Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> because they hated me. There I is had, no why. I had people, uh, you know, uh, doing an effigy, cutting my head off. I didn't ask the police to target them. I didn't ask the police to, you know, target the people who were criticizing me. This is what they're doing. This is this is this is Nixonian on steroids. They're trying to create a list of the people who are targeting, who are against Joe Biden. You look at what they're going to do. He wants all those new IRS agents, like millions of new IRS agents. Now the FBI. I mean, the FBI doesn't have anything better to do but to go after these parents that are that are um, making it a little difficult to be a school board member that wants to pervert the sexuality of their children. Hey, I have an idea. FBI agents, why don't you protest your boss and, and lay out the facts? As far as I know, in the articles that we researched, and Rand Paul yeah, agrees like, like with this, there's no evidence of violence. They came into my apartment to search my apartment. I was the G-man of the year a couple of years ago. I was the most accomplished United States attorney in the history of this country. There's nothing in my apartment. And anything they're going to find in my apartment is a bunch. The only criminal evidence I had in my apartment is that perverted email, or that perverted hard drive from, from the guy you won't prosecute. I don't have a damn thing in here, and they've been going through it now for months and months and months, years. They had my iCloud. They they sneakily took my Illegally, iCloud while right? I was representing the president two years ago, and they've been looking at it. Maybe that's why we have so much crime. You're spending all my all your time looking at my hard drive or my or my text messages or my this or my that or my who knows what. And by the t- and you had it for two years, and you have a warrant for my arrest or a warrant to search my law office. And it's based on one time I failed to file as a foreign agent for a guy that I didn't represent and for whom there is a witness that I referred that person as a lawyer. I mean, I couldn't have more proof that I'm innocent. But you didn't want to hear it because it would get in the way of your harassing me. That's what you're going to do to these teachers. I mean, these, these women. You're hoping you're going to scare them. Now, there are going to be some that come out even stronger and harder. But you're going to get these numbers down. People, most people don't want to be heroes. And this is what a totalitarian government is all like. You must wear a mask. You are killing the rest of society if you don't wear a mask. Well, then, Biden, you're, you are an accessory to murder for letting hundreds of thousands of people come over the border and not mar- uh, wear a mask and having them sent all over America. You directed that. You're an accessory. Get impeached. Get prosecuted for being an accessory to murder. How long can we keep this up with this guy who's a joke? We're laughed at throughout the world. He's made every mistake in that Jen Psaki lie. You know, I was thinking, put, trying to put myself in her shoes. She represents a terrible person. And what does she do? She should walk away. But yet she continues to lie for him. Mr. President, what should I say about the crisis at the border? Oh, say they're uh, yeah, yeah. Say they're, they're they're welcome here, or, or no, say the border is closed. What, what you see is not factual. Uh, Those drones that only Fox, the Fox is me, the only one down at that border filming this stuff. Give me my card. It says here, there's no crisis at the border. Could I have my ice cream now? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. You do not get your ice cream until you read your next card. Well, they told me they I had to read my card. Going after <laughs> all mothers as terrorists for scolding te- te- teachers' uh, boards. 
Remember during the campaign? And I have my ice cream now. <laughs> Sorry. I think I'm, we're going to go. I, I think we're, before we get crazy, or I get crazy, we're going to go to um, we're we're going to go to Joe in uh, Brooklyn. Hello. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning, Mister Mayor. Just a question. I know I know it's a little off topic, but I was I'm a retired police officer, and I was always amazed how I you know. I'm, the people I worked with and myself, we would arrest the person, say, selling drugs. They'd have a wad of cash in their pockets that had every benefit card in the world. And I actually called um, New York City Welfare to find out if they can be removed from the rolls because they're they're criminals. Right. And they said, no, we can't really, we can't take them off unless there's certain circumstances. This is part of the corruption that you talk about. It's It's disgusting and people are sick of it. Yeah, well, first of all, you can take them off if you take action against them, which I did. Number two, you don't have to give them uh, welfare unless they work. What well, happened? It could have been changed, Rudy, since no, you've been no, mayor. No, no, I know it's been changed. They did away with workfare. Maybe even uh, Bloomberg did that. I don't know if you remember it. I mean, it is ancient history. But the, uh, a few days after I became mayor, I required every person on welfare to work. And if you uh, if you could get go, a lot of these people would then say, "Oh well, you know, I really have a job." And number one. If you don't look for a job, you get thrown off welfare. So if you turn down my job, I had people follow you. And if you weren't looking for a job, I had you taken off. The, the law is the law is the law. It has a purpose to it. Every law has to have built into it that people cheat. And you have to have protection for the innocent so that, so that it, so somebody's not collecting welfare four times. I had people in the police department, 78 members of the police department who were collecting welfare while they were working as members of the police department. They weren't collecting once. They were collecting three times. They go to Queens. They go to the Bronx. They go to Brooklyn. And sometimes they go out to Bergen County. So I set up finger imaging. And within one year, I got rid of every single damn one of them. And when, when they had to go to work, a lot of people thought it was the same old Dinkins or de Blasio or maybe even Bloomberg, New York. And I would say, go to work. And I wouldn't care if they... And I would follow, have them followed. If they weren't working, no more welfare. There's 11 million jobs out there. And, and, and 40,000 were working for the city at one time. For 18 hours a week under New York law called workfare. The end result is we dropped the rolls by more than half in eight years. 500,000 people with jobs. 100,000 people we don't know. And I like to say they all went to New Jersey. We all want to help our fellow brethren when they have bad luck. So I don't mind welfare when it's time limited. You go on it for six months, whatever, until you get back up on your feet. You know, and I do believe that maybe there could be skills training along with it. But uh, generational welfare is a no-no. It's not, you're not being humane. You're not teaching people what we're all about, to work hard, to save, to get ahead in life. And they feel more dignity. They can't feel good. You're talking about love. Uh, yeah. So here's, here's, a good, here's a good lesson to remember forever and ever and ever. When you go into an American city and you see homeless people, the first thing to conclude is they have a mayor who hates people. Because if he, it had a mayor who cared about people, the mayor would be up all night trying to figure out how those people wouldn't have to sleep out. It's your city. You're the mayor. You're in charge. People should not be sleeping on the streets of your city. It's not right. It's not right by every imaginable thing you can. Uh, you know, go read my 2015 article in the New York Post, which predicts what de Blasio would do to New York because the man is a hateful man. When you allow people to live under those conditions, as Biden did in Bidensville, you're, you're not a good person. 
so what I did was I made sure we approached every single homeless person we could approach and gave them an option, a reasonable, rational option. Well, I think we should read our question of last week. So last week we talked a lot about the budget, and Rudy's got some great podcasts out that you you really need to watch the last four. But um, it's at rudyscommonsense.com. It's free. You will really enjoy them, all fact-based, and especially about some of the, um, he taught me a new word, poverty pimps, uh, and how uh, there's been all this money. Brown the third. Yep, there's been all this money for 50 years going to fight poverty, but nothing. Adams, Eric, you returned you turned eight thousand nine hundred dollars you got from the poverty pimp yet, Eric? He should did you return, return that money. the money? Yeah. And how much help did you give him so he could stick a lousy shelter where people get terrible food, get sick from the food, all complain? The people at Crown Heights knew it. The people at Crown Heights didn't want it. You went there. You, I don't know what you did. Persuaded them, strong armed them. Blah, blah, blah. They took it. But they didn't know you got an $8,900 contribution from Jack A. Black, who's gotten $352 million from the city when he was found a few years ago by the controller of the state of New York to be prone to fraud. Prone to fraud? fraud. $32 million. Where is is it? We're looking at prone to fraud guys running shelters under you and and you getting campaign contributions. Are we going to straighten this out once and for all right now? Give him the money back and tell him to go you know where. How about the dirty little secret in New York that I've learned? $850 million that Mrs. de Blasio was responsible for to help the mental health. And to date, nobody can really say where that money went. They, they did an audit, and the audit says that the program is unaccountable. Uh, uh, by the way, so is Biden's $3.5 trillion. Oh, yes. There's not a single thing. There's no accountability. accountability. In there. That's, yeah. in, that's, in, that's in the second to last podcast. You see full analysis of that. You see what happens to programs that have no accountability. They become slush funds for crooked Democrats. Yeah. So going back to our question last week, if you were Joe Manchin, would you vote for $1.5 trillion as a compromise? And almost 16% of you said yes. Or vote no, so the entire bill goes down. Well, that was a resounding over 84%. And I personally am upset that Mitch McConnell made a deal about the debt ceiling. We can't keep going like this. All you're doing is raising the debt ceiling so they could spend more of your money that doesn't go to where it's intended. And your children. And your children. Remember, this debt remains. It doesn't. And, it rem- and the effect of the debt is that you say, well, they don't have to pay it back. Yes, they do. So if you let's say you leave your children and it's not paid for. Let's say you leave your children when you die. Uh, uh, Five hundred thousand dollars. If this debt continues the way it's going, if they start spending that money four or five years later, it may be only three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You left them. It's just like taking it out of the bank. The value of it goes down when they print money. It's supply and demand, the simplest law of economics. The more money you produce, the less the value of the money. The money is produced to pay the debt. So in essence, you're paying the debt with the devaluing of your dollar, and it is not progressive income tax. Everybody gets hit the same way depending on the number of dollars you have. The rich get hit no harder than the poor. We all get hit. That's what this monster is doing to you right now. So let's give a try to Mickey in uh, Brielle. 
Hey, Mickey. What's that song? Hey, Mickey. Good good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Rudy and Dr. Ryan. How are you? We're good. We're good, Mickey. What's up? Uh, Well, an effective way to diminish our schools from indoctrinating and damaging our children starts with taxpayers. Nearly half of our homeowner tax dollars go to local public schools. Mm -hmm. Every homeowner should be able to decide which school they want their tax dollars to support, whether it's private, parochial, or charter. This would diminish poorly run radical programs like CRT, 1619 Project, and inappropriate adult topics that have no place in our schools. Well, I have to tell you, Mickey, I've been in favor of this since 1988, and I would include the public schools. So I'd say each parent gets to decide the school. You want them to go to a public school? Great. Go to the public school. But what Mickey's saying is... If you want a private, parochial, homeschooling, charter, some mixture, you pick that. Yeah, and what Mickey's saying is if you are a homeowner paying those taxes and say you don't have children in the school systems, you can you look at the report cards of the school and say, you know what, I want my my tax dollars to go to this school because they teach the three R's. Let's do an analysis of the school every year. Let's publish it to the entire group within that school district and let them vote on where the money's going to go. That's excellent. I mean, they'll end up doing the accountability, the management that is now not done because our school system is not managed. It would be as if these baseball teams that you see treated the guys who can't hit or pitch the same way as the people who can and played them as often. It would be a game of ridiculous errors. You might as well go watch a... Uh, 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 Pee Wee uh, Pee Wee uh, Pee Wee uh, game. Pee Wee Wee. Yeah, we, we put all the guys on a field who can't, who can't, you know, who, who throw like Fauci. Pee Pee Poo Poo. You just see, you see <laughs> Fauci threw it the, the wrong way. Oh man, you could tell that guy, right? That you can't throw a baseball. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> I think this is going to turn out to be something really wrong with Fauci. This is the most corrupt. Government. They talked about in our history books a little bit about, about what happened during Grant's administration, but I I don't think I, I've actually read other books that kind of. Um, I think Grant could have. I think Grant did better than. You think Biden could ever write a biography, autobiography, ever like Grant? I'm wondering how history, if history is going to be honest about yeah, this is administration. It possible that we could, whenever he, I don't wish him dead. I don't wish Biden dead. I wish him a, a, a nursing home. I wish uh, him out of office. Oh, prison, prison, prison. And, and prison. I wish all of the crazy people, Kamala Harris, Pelosi, Mayorkas, who keeps saying the border's closed. Like, do these people really think they can brainwash us? Do the truth as to what's wrong with him when he can't remember things and he, can't, he gets things wrong? He doesn't remember his Secretary of Defense? And, well, in my clinical judgment... Find out, or is that going to be a big No, in my clinical judgment, I believe he's got a form of dementia. People like to throw around Alzheimer's. I think it's actually a different form of dementia due to his aneurysms and his strokes. But, um, you know, that is a part of his health and so I don't want to harp on that. I'm harping on this guy's always been a bad guy. When he was campaigning and there was an average Joe at a construction site who, who calmly asked him about guns, Joe, Joe wanted to take him out back. The yeah, guy's, yeah. He's well, just not a pop. nice yeah. guy. Yeah, you can beat him up like corn pop. So you, you will take a little break right now and then you're going to come back and you're going to be on the Tunnel to Towers sponsored Uncovering the Truth. This is Rudy Giuliani back on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation sponsored Uncover the Truth with Dr. Maria Ryan. 
And let's see if we can go to Judith in Brooklyn. Hey. Hi, Judith. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning, Mayor Righteous Rudy and Dr. Righteous Ryan. How do you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> get him mad. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> no, really, I mean, yeah, I'll tell you. Let me think, let me think. First of all, there's so much. As I'm holding and as you speak, there's so much going on in this head of mine. I really want to say something, but just off the cuff, Terrorists to me are Antifa and BLM activists and Maxine Waters, okay? Those are terrorists to me. Mothers, mothers that want to just care about their children, their precious children. What's more precious than children? Do not be taught CRT and not be taught wokeism, all kinds of sexual crap that they're giving down their throats. You know, I want to share something with you. I hope you allow me to say this. And also, by the way, there is no more law and order. Hello? Police yeah, have been defunded, and their hands are tied. And I dogs. really believe our, our last line of defense is our right to bear arms. That's our last line of defense right now. We have a right to defend ourselves. And they should not, they, you know, they're going to go after that, too, and that's very dangerous. Well, there's I a new pack, say, right, between Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. Okay. To, do, to, do uh, I just to, want, to really monitor guns and look at that. Oh, my goodness. New Hampshire will never go along with that crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Judith. De Blasio has said that he has substitute teachers to take over, and they are not teachers. They are trained activists, I want you to know. They are trying to turn all these teachers now into Marxist commie activists, and I want to share a story that was sent to me like a, a uh, a year ago. And I don't remember her name, a Catholic woman. This goes back in 1938, right when Hitler became, got into power. This is in Austria. And she became, she came here at the age of 78. She was a lobbyist. She was fantastic. Now listen to what she said. She was in public school. She was a teenager in public school. The minute he got into power, the very next day, they, no more Bible studies. The mm-hmm. teachers were not there anymore. They had different teachers. They had different teachers, all set up to teach them totally different things. No more Bible study. Uh, any any religious objects were gone. They had to say Heil Hitler, and she was speaking on and on about all the horrible things. And she said, "Never give up your personal arms. Never give up your guns. Never." Yep, and right now, that's our last line of defense. This is really scary times. Really is. Yeah. Well, you're and right I, you on know what? T- I love your program. I love your program. You're right on. T- you're you're right on target. Uh, Mickey, you can go back to it. Judith. Uh, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on target, Judith, because uh, you could go back to 1850 in the writings where they collaborated, Marx and Engels, and the f- two primary things to take out before they could get to their economic reorganization was God and parents. And they had to make sure that people had no guns. This was on their minds, uh, you know, way back uh, two centuries, almost, it'll be almost two centuries ago. And we're carrying it out. And if you go back and read those books, it's like a a step-by-step guide that we're following to socialism. And Marxism. And Marxism, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right on target, you know. Uh, Undercut the schools, take over the newspapers, uh, make sure they don't believe in God, ridicule the churches, ridicule people who believe in God. The reason is, if you believe in God, there's a higher authority than the... 
head of the, the Nazi party, yeah. the Communist Party, the Fascist Party, or the Democrat Party. Right now, the highest authority is impaired Joe Biden. Because remember, he directs, he doesn't persuade. The president of a democracy would persuade you to wear a mask. He wouldn't have to command, direct, mandate. That's, that's, those are the tools of a, of a dictatorship. Mark my words, and that's exactly what his little, petty little governors have been doing for quite some time. Yeah, it, it, it's a sad state of affairs, but we have to stay tuned in. We have to re- rebel, but I'm with Judith 100%. Our right to bear arms isn't just to go hunting. It's to defend ourselves against... In fact, that's what it's there for, uh, for yes, militia. From so, a radical so government. <laughs> yes. They wanted, they wanted to keep that in case they had to fight off this new government that might turn out. They had no idea if it would turn out to be That's dictatorial. Right. Well, guys, it took a while. But here it is. But thank God for you. You foresaw Joe Biden and the crooked Democrats, didn't you? Well, don't keep our heads up high. Listen to the show every week, every day at, 10, at 3 o'clock, and then come back next week for Uncovering the Truth. We'll have another controversial and good topic. And make sure you vote on the following question. Are we becoming a authoritarian government? Are we becoming an authoritarian government? Yes or no? 